Hello and welcome back to episode 24 of the podcast Ooh. for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. Oh yeah, I'm Rodney Godek. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. It's been a good night. Um, I'm excited to talk about this next movie. Um, this, so if anyone's been with us for the last two uh, episodes tonight, these are all indie movies tonight. Um, indeed. We, indeed. <laughs> Uh, we did um, the leech. We just a wounded fawn. A wounded fawn, and, and now we're on leech. tonight or tonight. Yeah, right now we will this <laughs> we will discuss a Christmas bloody Christmas. Uh, it's Christmas Fucking Eve and post. it's Christmas Eve and Tori just wants to get drunk and party. But when a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and begins a rampant killing spree through her small town, she's forced into a battle for survival. Written and directed by Joe Bagos, uh, starring Riley Dandy, <laughs> Sam Delick, and Jonah Ray. Um, I'm going to side note... <laughs> I just, I just like you said bagels. I don't know if it's pronounced bagels, but I just heard bagels, and it just yeah. sounded great. Jeff Bagels. What are you? Are you? Wait, hold on. Did I hear you say you're about to sidebar something? I'm gonna sidebar right away. I'm gonna sidebar right away. Fucking early, early sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. Two minute in sidebar. Jeremy Gardner and uh, Skipper Graham uh, both have characters in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, so uh, I think it's through uh, Jeff uh, Bagos uh, that these, look, the indie community, from what I gather, is relatively uh, small, especially with niche horror-type films like this. Uh, they're all talking to one another, and they all want to support and promote one another. And so things like this happen where there's just all this, these layers and layers of them working and helping out with each other's films and it's awesome to see uh that's you know in part why like you know i i never like to dig on a movie and shit on it there are certain times where i'm comfortable with it and there's other times that i'm not and you know it's all subjective so fuck off if you you like my opinion or not it's you know we you got to be true to thy own self and so uh long story short uh christmas bloody christmas for me uh was the Christmas horror movie that I was hoping I would get this year. And I really liked it. I agree. Uh, in fact, um, I'm going to reference uh, Black Friday from last Christmas season as the horror movie I hoped it could have been but wasn't. And Christmas Bloody Christmas delivered the way... Um, Black Friday didn't last year. Yeah, the way Santa does. The way Santa every fucking does. year. That's right. It delivered. Um. So yeah. So Christmas, bloody Christmas. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's just carry carry on that just, energy. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, beautifully shot. Um. Neon, also on film. Also on film. Neon everywhere. Uh, I think. Yes. 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 Neon fucking saturation everywhere uh vfx snow some that's practical maybe some that's uh digital but uh i think that it was just like a snow machine i think they had a truck fucking great effects dude yes Uh, the uh the practical effects for all the kills were excellent i mean 
Okay, they were very obviously um, dummies, dummy bodies. Um, whereas sometimes, yeah. yes, you know, yes, and uh, hold on, I'm just saying, like when you crush a head, sometimes it's just the head that you know is fake, and the body still looks pretty good and real. Not in this movie. When they could just hit a body, the whole body was fake, and you knew it. Uh, that, well, that... It, that's fair. And sometimes it's done to great effect where it's like it's perfect that they use the the the, the dummy because there's a scene where like a fucking body gets thrown yeah. and it's so hilariously <laughs> obviously a dummy yeah. that it just makes it that much more enjoyable right, because right. it's you, you it takes you out in a way that is very rewarding and engaging when you're watching a movie like this because it's you know well, who yeah. cares? Not to what mention- am I going to do? Am I going to put a fucking rig with wires and have an actual actor yeah. thrown against the Christmas tree? Right. No, that's just dumb. Let's just throw a fucking dummy. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, and it is. Well, also, you know what? It's to wait. It's ten pounds, and the the guy in the robot suit just flings it across the room. <laughs> They're like, you don't need. He's a robot, Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got fucking superhuman exactly. strength. You don't need wires for that shit. You're just throwing these like light things across the. You know. Uh. So, some great effects. Um, if I have to nitpick, and I'm going to, because uh, uh, yeah, why would why wouldn't you rain on this parade? I, I uh, the dialogue. All right. First of all, beautifully acted. Okay, let's tell you the dialogue. Be- okay, you, you don't you don't you don't have to don't shit sandwich your your neck. <laughs> Just get right to the neck. All right. Uh, I I feel like. And this is my guess here, and it's okay if this is what happened. Um, a lot of the dialogue was improvised. Like, there's, like here's the maybe. gist. Like, here's the maybe. gist. This is the gist of what I want you to say. Say it in your own words, or say it in the character's words. He gave a, I think he gave a lot of rain to the actors because I feel like the dialogue was very juvenile. Um, the 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 use of fuck like two to three times per sentence from every character seemed seemed fairly unrealistic. Well, what the fuck is wrong with that, brother? Because I think it's pretty fucking cool. It, All right? I don't know what the fuck you got against it, I, but I it's a fucking cool, versatile fucking I, word. I don't have anything against the word fuck. I love it. Well, use. here's the thing. I, okay, so, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, we don't know. Uh if Joe uh, Bagos, uh, Bagos, Bagels, Schmier, Bagel, locks cream cheese, word. it's hard to say because I, but because I do know, I listened to a couple interviews because I, I really enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. and I do, I do know like his feelings. Um, Riley's her character is Tori. Yeah, her thoughts Tori. on T two as being uh, superior, or no, Pet Cemetery two as being superior to Pet Cemetery, yeah. um, is is a belief that he has or that he thinks that it deserves more attention than it does. Right. He did mention that. Like he wants to have a film that talks about in a, a meta kind of way, how pet yeah. cemetery two is a fantastic film. Right. So I know that he wanted that to be in the film. So I'm kind of believing in the way that they're so casual about it. I thought, here's the thing. You mentioned it as sort of like a, a questionable thing. I think that the dialogue and all the character interaction is very strong in this and is, is so good that it keeps you engaged through the slower moments to be really engaged when the kills start to fucking happen. I really liked it. Maybe I'm a bit of a noob or a, 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 a rube when it comes to uh, metal and the way that a, 
Like this is very much a basement media type store that they're running. And (laughs) I I gotta say, I love that about the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I also think that maybe you're more critical because you know, these niche, uh, um, uh, cultures more than I do. I haven't lived this experience as much, uh, right. very, very, very little. And so maybe the way that they converse is such that you see it as disingenuine a little bit. I don't know. I No, I, I mean, I thought the references were good, but to the point where there were so many of them, it, yeah. um, you know. Like, it just felt like riffing to you. Yeah, when Kevin Smith did it in Clerks, uh, it, was, oh. it, was, it was funny, but it, he didn't do it as often. And in this movie, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, like I get what you're trying to do there. And, and so it get, it's pulled off because the chemistry between these people and their, and their acting yeah, was, the was so good. It was so good. I just thought, you know, there were moments where the dialogue pulled me out just because I was like, dude, you said fuck three times in the same sentence. Like. This right, is... but then, but then it stuck it right back in, dude, and you fucking love the way it felt. Oh yeah, so no, it was a dude. The movie's you great. know, the movie's great. It's just, you know, I said like I said before I even started this conversation, I'm nitpicking here. <laughs> oh, oh, he started a conversation. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It, uh, but fuck that, you know. So you know, it's but fuck that. Look, it, it's the it's characters a... are excellent in in the way that. All of that other stuff, which is, you know, a in a lot of these kind of movies, it's a tertiary element to what we're really interested in as a horror uh, moviegoer. And so, but it has to be executed well in order for you to have like a buy-in for wanting to see what happens or transpires with the characters. Right. You need to see growth or development and you want to see like the journey, you know, as far as their hero journey or a final girl type thing. The interactions, the slower, quote-unquote, parts of the movie have to be written and acted in such a way that you're still engaged and interested, and it can stand on its own when it's not bonkers bananas slasher. And this movie does it very well. <coughs> the chemistry is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, we're still in the beginning of our, our thing here, so let's just fucking finish. Uh, right, for right. me, Christ. Okay, I think, you, look, the way I'm talking about it, I want to give this an 8, but I know that I landed at a 7 with it. Uh, it's it's very good. There's opportunities. It's not uh, 100% like doesn't do it. You know, there are issues, a couple questionable things if I'm nitpicking. So I'm landing at a seven for a Christmas, bloody Christmas. Uh, I also gave Christmas, bloody Christmas a seven out of ten. Oh, my God. Hey, there's no inverse or anything going on yeah. tonight, man. Yeah, that's right. We're in line. Like we used to like we used to be. Yeah, let's get back to those good old days. We're getting there. We're getting there. Our top five, who knows what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Our top five is going to be crazy. Uh, Yeah. I can't can't wait for it. All right. So, spoiler season on this movie. Uh, Oh, geez. Um, I loved... (laughs) All right. So, it's her, Tori, and... uh, Robbie Reynolds. Robbie, Robbie, right. Um, So... They've got to bring some booze to their to her friend, who's gonna fuck mm-hmm. her husband in a toy store overnight because they both work there and they do it every year on Christmas. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. So so this is how it starts, and the the <laughs> a lot a lot of dialogue. Like there is there's yeah. so much dialogue in this movie. It, 
It's okay though. It's like it's 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 perfect. It's necessary. Yeah. It's valid. Everything they're talking about, I it it feels like a night of their fucking mundane lives. Right. In the situations uh, that they're in, it feels very naturalistic. So when they get to the toy store, um conversation continues. Conversation the dialogue is really moving this movie along. There's like not a lot of action to this point. But when they leave, you get that slow pan of this Santa Claus, um, mm-hmm. which immediately goes to a bar. They're at a bar, and there's a news broadcast of this Santa Claus is being recalled nationwide, worldwide, mm-hmm. because of defective. It was reprogrammed from a military robot right. to, be a San- to be a robot Santa Claus, and some yep. of them are going back to their old programming. Um, yep. and they're not even listening to this news broadcast, but you know, yeah, she asked them to turn it off. Yeah, so turn like, this crap up. Yeah. So it's very tropey, traditional type, uh, uh, exposition that occurs with the characters paying homage, but still it works in this movie. You don't question it. It's yeah. kind of like comforting. This is like a warm blanket of a type thing. When movies follow the formula in this way, you know, that, they're aware of the formula existing and they're using it to affect to just have their fun story. Yeah. And so, you know, to just like relax and go along with it and it puts you in the right state of mind to just enjoy and soak up all the cool shit that's going to happen. So, so I, I like that you said you used that word relaxed because I was not relaxed <clears throat> because I was worried about the body count being too low. Oh, like, sure. Like right away. I'm like, I'm like, there's not enough people. <clears throat> Oh no! <laughs> You're not seeing enough characters. You're seeing them two yeah. and those other two. They're gonna kill four people, and that movie's gonna be over. And I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck?" All right, so yeah, pay so, attention, Ty West. Okay, yeah, kill more people in your movies. Yeah, fucking Maxine. Especially Pearl. if you let oh us God. down. All right, so Santa Claus kills the friends. This dude, Robbie, has been trying to bang Tori the whole night. Tori was supposed to bang this guy on Tinder, blah, 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 blah. They're going at it. Um, Who's going at it? Tori and Robbie. Upstairs in her house where her sister's staying with them, right? Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh, This this crazy Santa Claus. um, I think it's somehow saw Tori or tried to track Tori because it saw Tori and Robbie leave the uh, the store earlier. Um, and so it tried it tried to follow them, but it mm-hmm. got to it went to the neighbor's house instead. It, yeah, it was the first it's, one it's perspective on the for the way it saw them. So it goes into the neighbor's house, um, kills the husband first, then kills the wife, <laughs> then the boy is goes oh santa claus did you bring me presents and he starts to open them and he's like oh fucking clothes again <laughs> and then the he just drops the axe right on this kid yeah uh but when that happens tori is getting a drink or something and changing the record from a a break during her uh encounter with robbie and uh-huh. she she sees the, the kid get axed and starts to freak out. Um, let's get a phone. Call the police. They can't find a phone. Um, they they wake up the the sister and the sister's 
husband, boyfriend, sister's boyfriend, who's played by Graham Skipper. Hey, you got yeah. it right. All right. And um, they're freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. Uh, especially Graham Skipper's character. Graham Skipper's character is very pissed off that they are bothering Well, he him. doesn't get it. Yes, he's he's <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, there's yeah. nothing wrong. He's still talking loudly. They're all trying. They're all in hushy type tones. And he's kind of like, what's the big deal, guys? I don't know what's going on. You're acting really fucking weird. And they're like trying to get him to, to recognize him. He, and right. he just doesn't. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, so Santa comes in and uh, just axes him. And uh, then he grabs the sister and snaps her neck, twists her head right around. I couldn't believe. So, so, so these kills and, you know, as a slasher fan, um, and once again, this is more like a spree, um, right? C- kind of like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, actually, it feels a lot like the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm. Um, <laughs> killing the sister, I thought, was uh, an interesting choice, right? Like normally, that character is going to survive. Uh, a lot longer, or maybe even right. make it to the end. If there's some sort of a connection to the lead, then you kind of feel yeah. confident that they'll stick around longer than this one right. does, because it's very much meet and then dispatch uh, right away. Right. So they get out and they get into a vehicle, and then they, uh, and this was foreshadowed. When they drove up to her house, she's like, oh, that fucking asshole parked like an asshole again. <laughs> and then this time, when they're leaving, they're, tr- they're getting out of there fast, they crash right into the guy's parked car, um, which, which they set up beautifully. Um, and then this sequence, I, I once again, completely surprised, they, they just kill Robbie. And you're like, what? Like, Robbie's supposed to make it to the end with, with Tori. Um, and some cops show up, and they die, and she steals the cop car and, and ski-dats. But then she gets arrested because she stole the cop car. So now we're like, this is Jeremy Gardner's character uh, who arrests her. And we're at the police precinct now. And if you're drawing parallels between um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas and the original Terminator, uh, there are a lot of them. <laughs> and the original Terminator, uh, you know, people might classify as sci-fi or whatever. I think that is a straight-up slasher movie. I have always categorized Terminator as a horror movie, and yeah. um, and this this was so reminiscent in such a good way. Like it wasn't uh, it wasn't like joking about it. It was it was you know paying tribute to it, in my opinion. Of course, yeah. It's hard not to notice the uh, when there's a. a, a robot that is running amok uh, i think it's very obvious that uh you know they they are aware he's not he, he they're talking about terminate or pet cemetery and things of that so it, yes it's it knows what it's doing yeah did you want to take over uh and just describe the rest of the movie not particularly oh you don't have to describe the rest of the movie i mean uh <laughs> we're we're at the precinct right <laughs> So yeah. uh, so a bunch of cool things happen, right? Like um, he loses uh, his... for Rambo first blood. Yeah, he loses he loses his arm, right? The the, the it, which which uh, Terminator also lost his arm in the final fight. Like this feels it's a final fight, 
between Tori and the Terminator. And I'm right there in the warehouse with Linda Hamilton and the T yeah. and the T eight hundred um at the end of the first Terminator. Like it's it it's that scene I mean, obviously shot, you know, in a very different way. Um because they don't have a, a crusher or anything like that. Like she has to. I think she shoots him up with a shotgun a few times, which only incapacitates him for a short while. Um, she runs him over a few times, and we get the uh, the Jason uh, quick sit up, which I thought was <laughs> was very nice. Um, what else, what else did we like? Did you like about the end there? Uh, the fact that it was sort of this unstoppable killing machine that continued to revive itself when you thought it was done and handled was done to great effect in this movie because it always kept you engaged where another film would have just done been done with it. This one didn't. And it kept, um, weakening and altering its appearance and its execution. Like by the time it's like, it got the green fucking laser lights that are going everywhere with it's like silly skull robot skull and half of a Santa beard and just kind of like bobbly head, like, like looking at shit. It was fucking rad, man. Like the visuals that it allowed them to create that made sense thematically with the events of what was occurring and how it looked on screen was so much fun. Uh, the fact that it continued to uh, fuck her up pretty good. Yeah. That she wasn't oh, yeah. just like completely unaffected, like her hand getting fucked up, her leg getting fucked up. Yeah. Was very satisfying to see them follow it through in as ridiculous of a premise as it is. The fact that there was realistic elements in how it was resolved was uh, very refreshing because that does not happen in a lot of these cheesy. Because again, you, yeah, this is a cheesy slasher christmas movie this isn't like a serious type you know movie it's all about the cheese and it does it to great effect but is in unique and uh unique in such a way that it keeps you engaged and surprised yeah. by the time that you're opening this present of a of a conclusion to the movie um and the, so the other thing too is the effects that they fucking did dude the the way it was edited and they shot all of the um all the car stuff where ambulance stuff was out of this world. It yeah. felt so fast and quick and um, brutal with all of the wrecks. Whenever they back up into the tree or the other car that's there, it felt like I was in the goddamn accident. Like it had this shake and this percussion to it yeah. that it felt very uh, natural and kept me like, like, whoa, that was like a, you know, cause here's, that's the thing. A lot of like low budge movies will, cheap out on those kind of effects because it's costly for the vehicle or have the rig to shoot it in such a way but they shoot and or edit it in such a way that it felt like a very percussive hard impact when i'm sure they weren't that hard because actor safety is paramount right uh it's wild i saw behind the scenes where the director fuck i don't want to joe bagos uh was shooting with other guys in their uh in their vehicle and then the lead actress is in the ambulance with the uh the fucking santa claus on a rig attached to the back of the ambulance with the vfx shooting snow onto the windshield and they're driving down the street and they're shooting it from this car next to it and it's like this is like what they do in the fucking hollywood big budget type (laughs) shit and they're doing it like in its low budget way but it looks remarkable uh the lengths that they went to to just make this look as good as it possibly could I saw some dickhead 
complaining about the saturation of the film. And I'll tell you what, fuck right off because <laughs> it looks beautiful. Oh, yeah, it, it it is abusive to my eyeballs, and that's what I want because yeah. that's that's what I love about this holiday season is like that it's like all of those colors. I loved that, yeah. and so I think uh, that's not a neg. That's a highlight. Yeah, it was it was gorgeous, and and the t- tons of neon reds, pinks, blues, purples, and and then the contrast of the green. Uh, at the end, cutting through there, I mean, it, the movie looked great all the way through. Like, yeah, yeah, it was low budge, but it it was still very pleasing <clears throat> to the eye. I think. It, yeah, and it's it's like it always just it it has uh, you know an authenticity and an understanding of what it is, and it just wanted to execute that at a high level. You know, all the other indie movies that we've talked and reviewed about that do this well. This is in that same category of great movies that do it well. I, you know, it's, uh, what did I, I landed out of seven because, you know, like, cause it's not, uh, I don't know. And to be honest, the way I'm talking about it, like I would rewatch this movie instantly. Oh, I have I'm, no problem rewatching. I'm I, looking forward to it. Yeah. I will own this movie on Blu-ray. This is absolutely, uh, well, and that's the thing. Though. Cause this, you know, there, there's a, there are technically a good amount of uh christmas themed horror movies uh way more than thanksgiving obviously mm. but fun good ones that have rewatchability are somewhat few and far between because maybe it's like a gimmick and it's like a normal movie with a, with a christmas element this has like all of what you would want to have this is like the people that like hallmark movies for the christmas feelings <laughs> this is a hallmark movie for horror christmas fans right. you know if you like christmas and you like horror this is your hallmark movie this is your horror mark movie to watch every fucking year every year yeah i think i would i would definitely watch this uh every year this and also this is a a great party movie uh a great movie to show your friends um if you're feeling like a rewatch um i i think uh, I think I'll watch it every year, definitely. Oh, and also, like, not for nothing, and not to, like, you know, I don't really, it, this, I don't think this will offend anyone, but, like, it's been a while since, like, there's been a, a lead actress that's gotten my dick this hard. Maybe not since Piggy, but I'm telling you, Riley Dandy was, like, the the sex scene with the fucking Robbie Reynolds pulling old school fucking cunnilingus on her. Like, come on. Like, that shit. One, that doesn't happen a lot. Two, they did it, and, like, she didn't do shit in return. But, you know, she was going to get to it. Uh, But, like, so too bad for him. He fucking bro goes out without getting anything in return. Uh, You know, rest in peace. But, yeah, dude, like, she was, like, as far as, like, uh, sexual energy and, like, having that kind of, like, uh, that, you know, as a final girl. Like, it's a sex symbol. Like, traditionally in horror, like, there's an objectification that exists traditionally that's offensive. But I think she has this kind of uh, sexy attitude, fucking metal chick that knows her shit and is passionate about that's, like, a huge turn-on. And then, like, I'm sorry, but, like, she's very attractive. Like, it was was, uh, satisfying to see her journey and to see the scenes that she was doing. Like, it was was, was hot, you know? Like, there's no, no other way around it. Yeah, I mean, for a final girl, like she definitely doesn't uh, doesn't ever take the take the a submissive role or a virginal role um, as a as a woman. All right, she's the right. she's, she's the boss 
from Jump. Yeah, if uh, anything, she takes like the traditional gays type portrayal and sh- objectification, and she kind of like turns it on its head where she's empowered and yeah. she is like in the authority of that of the way that she is presented because she's speaking her truth or she has more uh, authenticity in that way, um, which is is pretty refreshing and and great. You know, if anything, uh, like I'm, you know, yeah, I. It was awesome. Uh, she she has a lot of Samara weaving vibes. I thought. Yeah. She's, Did you feel that same she, way? She's yeah. I, I'd give her I'd give her that. But she the, she's Linda Hamilton, and Kyle Reese or Michael Bean, uh, simultaneously. Sure. Except they're all unattractive people, and she's not. I'm talking. No about, offense. I'm Linda talking Hamilton. about her character. Yes, her character. I know. And, I'm just and Linda that. Hamilton was hot in Terminator One, bro. Uh, like if you like a gross mom like <laughs> hot like in a like in a mom sense where it's like she's old uh, she, she can't help that she had a mullet like it was the time hey speaking of mullets robbie reynolds dude like this dude fucking bros rocking a mullet and a sick mustache yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh do you know he was he was fucking licking that mustache whenever she was cha- whenever she was changing that record that's right Okay, uh, <laughs> Christmas, bloody Christmas. Uh, we both gave it a seven, but uh, who knows? That might be an eight. I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, buy no, like, uh, a, yeah, that's uh, like, yeah, I'm saying seven <laughs> in the grand scheme, but like, man, like, I, I, we, I love this movie. I am rewatching this movie uh, with Sarah before the end of the night. All right, real quick. Next week. <laughs> next week we got the menu. We've got bones and all. And da, da, da. our season two finale, the best of 2022. So be sure to tune in. I'm sorry, I'm having a issue here. You're saying because you're thinking about <laughs> fucking Riley Dandy in the movie. You're starting to you're starting to salivate like you're prepping, bro. I get uh, it. I get it. So make sure to it's a good in. thing. It's a good thing that you're only seeing the top half here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. You, you need to borrow a book. Yeah, I can't stand up and go to the chalkboard right now. Yeah, all right. Uh, for episode 24 uh, for the podcast for The Recently Deceased, I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next week.